0: Welcome back to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. This is episode nineteen. We are so excited to be with you today. Glad that you guys decided to drop in and listen with us and just kind of hang out and get together. Hey, we've uh, wanted to kind of go back a little bit and mm. share with you a story of something that happened to us uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. We, Don, and I were both working jobs that weren't sustainable, and just very I mean, busy. Super it, it busy. Was <laughs> intense. Yeah. Yes. And we realized that our lifestyle did not fit with our overall values in the midst of all of that craziness. And so we knew at that moment that we had to make adjustments and a pullback in certain areas because we knew how we were living wasn't sustainable. Because it was busy, stressful, and lacked stability, we could tell that it was affecting our relationship and how we were treating each other. I mean, you remember, Don, we were short at times with each other, and we were just out of energy. We didn't have the kind of vitality in life for our marriage that we wanted and we knew we needed.
1: I think one thing with us is that we definitely have a lot of energy. And so sometimes we take on more than we probably should because we we have a lot of energy. (laughs) So we were, you know, working these crazy busy jobs, but then we didn't let anything go. We just kept filling our plate up with more and more and more things because we just. We like to do things, yeah. but we realized in the long run, though, we, it wasn't sustainable. We, there's no way we could run at that pace for a long time. And
0: it was not healthy for our marriage. No. And, that, and that's really the point of this podcast, right. right? Yep.
1: Yep. In this podcast and for the next two weeks, actually, we want to focus on sustainability. And why is this important? Because it's important because some people, honestly, they're just running at a really fast pace and they can't seem to catch their breath. So we're just going to talk about sustainability. So what is sustainability. The word sustain means maintained at length without interruption or weakening. The word sustain means to supply with sustenance, to nourish, keep up, and prolong.
0: I like both those together, Don, because it's, you know, one is, is saying, hey, here's how you keep it strong yep. and you don't have any interruptions. Like yep. you keep it going, but the other one's like, but here's how you give it life. Here's how you nourish it.
1: Yep, exactly. You have to have one. You have to be able to sustain to sustain. You have to have both of them. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: So we broke down that word sustainability a little bit, but what does actual sustainability mean? It means you have the ability to endure, to last over the long haul without interruption, the ability to nourish your relationship, to keep it up and to prolong it throughout your lifetime. So here's our question. Here's the big question for you guys.
0: And an important question. Yeah,
1: How are you doing this within your marriage right now? How are you as a couple growing your sustainability? Do you have what it takes to sustain, to last? Are you nourishing your marriage and teaching it to endure for the long haul? Usually when we hear about sustainability, we link it to the environment, right? Or the, you know, agriculture or even business, but as people who think about marriage, we talk about marriage mm, a lot. We when do. we think about sustainability, we think of a finish
0: line. Yeah, that's, we trust? that's our our language, right? Yep, absolutely. It's kind of how we think.
1: We want to make it to the end, and at the end, there's always a finish line. So what does a finish line look like? It's a, a line where people who won the race, they're, they're there. They're celebrating. Uh, they're excited. People who finish the race in a marathon, you know, that's a big deal. That finish is. line, that's your goal. That's where you're headed. Yeah,
0: maybe you didn't win, but you crossed the finish yeah. line and ran 26.2 yeah. miles.
1: Oftentimes at those finish lines, there's rewards waiting. There's food or trophies mm. or medals that you get around the neck, um, your neck. But then also, people, you know, they're tired, but they feel amazing. They know they have won or just completely finished or, you know, completed that race.
0: Yeah. And Don, you bringing up a finish line, it kind of reminds me of our first official kind of race, if you will, or run. Right. You know, we've ran for many, many years. As runners, but I think about 10, 12 years ago, <laughs> we entered ourselves into a 10K. Yeah. And I, <laughs> we I
1: thought it was a big deal because it wasn't a 5K, but it, you know,
0: it was a yeah, 10K. It was a 10K and we were trying to have, you know, really go really fast so mm-hmm. we could have really good time. But we were also really competing against other people. I think there were right. several hundred people there. Right. And I remember when the gun get went off and we all took off running mm-hmm. and there was this intensity yeah. that just bubbled up and we were having we, a blast. But it was you the know, for miles were great they were wonderful really really good. yeah but you know me i'm a talker and you so <laughs> you know the first three miles were going great and i'm talking but then we started to get tired right Yeah,
1: we, we ended up having to run on some gravel
0: oh, you know, and oh it was, that was horrible and i remember some hills that. a little bit <laughs> some of the worst gravel i've ever <laughs> yeah. ran on in my life we went from tar to gravel but anyway i i was talking your ear off because that's how i run and i talk and yeah but then halfway through, all of a sudden, the craziest amount of hunger hit me, and all I could think of was the best burger in town is a half-pound burger, and I kept telling you, Don, when we're done, we are going to get in the car. We're going to go eat that burger.
1: And I remember, I think that was like mile five or five and a half, and I remember like, I just wanted to complete the race. I literally, the whole time, I was I wanted to throw up. So I'm like, what are you doing talking about food? And everything within me was just trying to, to not throw up. It
0: was awesome. I was so hungry. Hungry. Yeah, but So when we were over, do you remember they they had like bagels there and bananas? Oh, yeah. I ate like three bagels, two bananas, and then we jumped in the car and I ate a half pumper. You were
1: running towards the finish line for the food. For the food. And I was sure. running for towards the finish line to be done. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> so what does it look like to cross the finish line and to finish the marriage mm-hmm. race? I mean, what does that look like? Well, it, it here's here's some ways that we could describe that. You stay in love with your spouse till the day you die. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a deep love. That's mm-hmm. a Finish line, love. You're committed to them and you remain faithful by their side. I think that's another finish line kind of um, trademark, if you will, or, or, or what would resemble that is that commitment yeah. and faithfulness. Also, your children and grandchildren inherit a legacy of marital commitment and endurance. You're passing on this crazy relational so uh, legacy yeah. to them. And lastly, you get to the end of your life without the regret of walking away and giving yeah. up on your spouse or on your marriage.
1: So that's a great finish line.
0: Yeah. And those are, those are kind of as we sat around, we thought about what does a marriage finish line look like? Those were some of the mm-hmm. things that we came up with. And, and again, part of why we're saying that is because marriages are like marathons. You won't finish if you don't do the things now to ensure success mm-hmm. later. So let's think about marathon runners a little bit. What do they do? They, train yeah they eat right and they always run with the end in mind mm. if you're a marathon runner you're not going to run with five miles in mind you're going to run with the end of kind of like i was running not only with the finish line in the end like i wanted a burger yeah. i mean the other finish line yeah. beyond that but there's got to be an end uh in mind and we need that end with our marriages so why start a, a race without a plan to finish it
1: yeah why would you it wouldn't make any it sense. Make any sense. You'd be like, At all. Why am I
0: in this race? <laughs> no. So that's why I think you and I, Don, are really drawn to Second Timothy chapter four and verse seven. Here's what Paul the Apostle, literally on the verge of his death, he's getting towards the end of his life. And here's what he says to Timothy, mm. the young man that he's mentoring. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now of course we know that he's talking about faith and our relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. but what he is saying can also be applied to our marriages as well. And I would say, if Don, if you and I have a verse for our marriage, man, it's got to be this one. Absolutely. I have fought the good it fight. Is. I yeah. have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Absolutely.
1: When I think about our marriage, Travis, I want to make sure that I fight the good fight. That. I finish the race, and that we keep. I've kept the faith yeah. along the way with it's, you. I want the, to be there. I want to get to that finish line with you.
0: Those are great qualities yep. for any marriage, right? So our desire for all couples is to for them to to fight the good fight for love, to fight for their marriage, and that's why we love the phrase "loving the fight," or yeah. we, I should say, we like the phrase "loving the fight." It's amazing because it's fighting the good fight that that Paul talked about. Hey friends, we'll get right back to the episode, but we just wanted to say if this podcast has encouraged you in any way, please consider sharing it on social media, leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. We'd also love to hear from you. So feel free to leave a comment and for more information about Travis or Don Rosinger, go to lovingthefight.com.
1: I know when I was a young girl, I think I was maybe, you know, nine or 10 years old. um, Just speaking of fighting, I remember my brothers actually taught me one day how to fight. And they just, you know, whispered in my ear. They said, "Don, if you're ever in the middle of a fight uh, with a boy, just hit them as hard as you possibly can below the belt. And honestly, I didn't know what that meant at that point. I mean, I was like nine or 10 years old until one day the neighborhood kid walked into our yard and the neighborhood kid was that kid that, he had everything. I mean, I was one of seven kids. We, <laughs> we, everything we had was hand me downs and you had everything that was handy. Yes, exactly. Um, our, you know, when we played baseball, we used, you know, frisbees for the bases or whatever. <laughs> he actually had a whole soccer goal in the back of his yard. So he was definitely a wealthy kid, but I remember him coming into our yard and pushing me. And I remember, you know, kind of going backwards thinking, what did he do that for? And then he pushed me again and I got really angry. I was frustrated. I'm like, he had no right to push me. And that little uh, piece of advice that my brothers had given me that day to just, you know, remember where to hit him popped back into my mind. And I remember I looked at him and he had a, you know, a little polo shirt on and his khaki pants and he had a belt on and I knew exactly what yeah. to do. Ouch. And so I took my brother's advice and I took my arm and I wound it back and I hit him below the belt. And you know what, Travis? It worked. It absolutely worked. He fell to the ground. He rolled around, and I won. I share this story because I wanted to win that fight, and that's what it takes to make a marriage last. Again, we're talking about in Second Timothy four verse seven. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And we're talking about sustainability. Mm-hmm. How are we able to sustain? Are we good, You know, is how do we are we making our marriages sustainable? Or what we're doing right now today? Yeah. Will that make us cross that finish line? And again, this
0: is so relevant because so many families are so dialed up, done. They're so running on empty that they don't have time for their own marriage. And yet their whole family and their whole household is built on that marriage, but they're doing everything else and they're doing it full throttle.
1: They're not nourishing their marriage either. They're not doing anything to sustain it. Again, marriages are like a marathon. After talking about marriage in Mark ten nine, Jesus said these words, and we, we say them often, but Jesus said, what God has joined together, let no man pull apart. And you know what, Travis, that is a finish line statement. Mm. If two are one flesh, Travis, me and you are one flesh, Jesus is saying that you will both cross that finish line together. Travis, we will yes. cross that finish line together. That's the goal. That's the plan. And that's that's the command that yeah. he's given us. So here's the key thought with that. When it comes to marriage, Jesus said, sustainability is our responsibility. Yeah. Again, what God has joined together, let no man pull apart. Well, you know what? Our world gets this. We know that saying, they lived happily ever after. And yeah. what is that? That is code for sustainability.
0: They made it. They crossed the finish Absolutely. line. Their
1: love and their commitment carried them into the future and to the end of their lives. I don't know. I I, I like romantic movies. And I know one of my favorite ones is The Notebook. I mean, if you guys want to cry, if you want to, you know, get all those cheers, I'll just plop that movie in. At the end of the movie, they died in each other's they did, arms. Yeah. They made it. They made it to the end. They crossed the finish mm. line together. Again, just going back to our opening story just a few years ago, Travis, we were, we were <laughs> running a race and we would not have made it to the end. There's so no way. We were just too, too, too busy. busy. It wasn't sustainable. Yeah. Could we do it for a month or two? Could we do it for even maybe a year? But it wasn't healthy for our yeah. marriage. Sometimes you just have to just say no. Sometimes you just have to cut off the things that are keeping you from running at a sustainable pace. And that's exactly what we did. We had to get rid of some things. It's funny. We're right in both of us. We're in the middle of the book by, you know, Dream Big by Bob Goff. It's yeah. a great book. I I actually, we highly recommend it. I think we, we've
0: talked about it we, in our last yes. episode. Yeah.
1: But there's something that he does. Every single Thursday, he lets something go. He he just gets, gets it off his schedule. He has so many dreams and so many <laughs> desires. He knows that he can't just keep filling up his plate. So every Thursday, I don't know why he picked Thursday, he lets something <laughs> go. And I actually really admire That's him awesome. for that. Again, the word sustained means maintained at length without interruption or weakening. The word sustain means to supply with sustenance, to nourish, to keep up and prolong. Sustainability—it's the ultimate balancing act, it really isn't is. it? It's yeah. you have to be purposeful in this. It's meeting the needs of the present without compromising the well-being of the future.
0: And again, we're talking about marriage—meeting yep. the needs of, of of your present marriage right now, yep. but without compromising the well-being of your future mm-hmm. marriage. And I think the the reason we really wanted to focus on sustainability, and this is something we've traveled around and talked about—you know, in different parts of of the United States and it would be this sustainability is relevant because marriage is hard.
1: Marriage is hard because
0: couples have financial Mm. problems. Mm. And even if they don't have financial problems, finances are still going to be difficult. It's also hard because of kids kids are amazing they're incredible when they're first born they're awesome but man kids are a lot of work and they draw attention and energy away from uh the marriage and and one another each person in the marriage Mm. it's this is a relevant topic because of jobs there's Mm. that constant work-life balance this tug of war well if you're going to be a great employee you can't be a great parent or you can't be a great spouse and
1: unfortunately life takes money so you have to work in order to
0: yeah but marriage is hard too because of the in-laws as much as the in-laws can be amazing and awesome they also can butt their noses in there they can create pressure are you measuring up to the in-laws and then you know marriage is hard because of temptations There are things like affairs or porn that people can access on their phones or, you know, Facebook and flirting and all these Mm -hmm. other things. And then marriage can be hard, too, because of the strong personalities, Uh, Don, like at times I've had strong, a strong personality or strong opinions or you have. But then even selfishness, I'm just plain selfish sometimes. Uh, (laughs) And that does not help our marriage. So here's the thing we have so much stuff in life coming at us and trying to destroy our marriages. Those of you that are listening, you know that there's so many things that try to steal your time or your energy away from your spouse. But the apostle Paul nearing the end of his life, Mm. he says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Guys, that's the passage, yeah. the 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 Bible verse, man, that we want for you and your marriage. Yes. That you and your spouse yep. could say, you know what, we fought the good fight for our marriage. We finished the race. We crossed the finish line. We kept mm. the faith. That's I what definitely, we want. We
1: want that for our own marriage. Like that is just key to our marriage. Oh, it's
0: it's it's awesome. So if you want to apply this wise piece of advice on Christian living to your marriage. Then it's so important to realize, and this is one of the biggest things that we want to give you guys in this episode, is that my marriage is under attack and I will actively do battle to protect mm. it. That's really what Paul's saying. I have fought the good fight.
1: Yeah, we're just going to take the scripture. And we're going to kind of dissect it a little bit. And th- this week we're focusing on, I have fought the good fight. Yeah.
0: And so what is he saying? Well, you, you don't fight, um, unless you are in a fight, right? You, you can't fight boxing and like punching in the air he says i have fought the good fight and so in other words you know being able to understand that your marriage is under attack and we've seen this i remember mm. when we first started out in marriage we had a pastor that we looked up to i mean he's an mm. incredible guy but somehow he got sucked into addiction even while he was a pastor and, and we're not putting him down by no. bringing this story up. I think all of us have the ability to get sucked into something negative or terrible like this, but he, he really just began to fall into and choose addiction. And then he eventually left his wife and his kids. Mm. And it was in that moment, I think Don, you and I realized, wait, marriages are under attack. They There's are. a spiritual yeah. attack, but not only is there a spiritual attack against marriages, But our culture doesn't like the institution of marriage that God has established. I mean, so much of the American society, and and this could be true probably around the world for those of you that are listening in different countries that aren't the U.S. You know, maybe you're in Europe or Asia or Australia. There's a chance that the culture that you're living in doesn't like the Institute of Marriage, but God established it in Genesis chapter two. And so, you know, we, we know that it's under attack, but what did Jesus say? He said, don't let any man pull apart our marriages he says Mm -hmm. what god has joined together in mark chapter 10 9 he says don't let anyone pull apart why because he knew that others might try to destroy our marriages and even the sacred covenant Mm -hmm. of marriage marriage is an agreement yeah it's saying till death do us part and so jesus was like he said that because he knew people would try to pull us apart
1: so travis i know i agree like our marriage is under attack and it has been. But what do you do? So if you know, you're know you listening and you're under attack, what do you do? Or just mm, in any fight, what do you question. do if you're under attack? It's as simple as this. You you fight back. Exactly. You fight back. You don't just stand there and do nothing. You fight back. Just like in our house, when we're sleeping at night, you're not going to break into our house <laughs> because you're going to have to deal with me. You're going to have to deal with Travis. You're going to yeah. have to deal with us. Why? It wouldn't be good. We have a plan. Most people, they'll call 911 and that's it. But we have a plan. We're not going to explain our plan to you, but we have a (laughs) plan. Just don't break into our (laughs) house. But we know what we're going to do if that happens. Why? Because we're under attack. We're going to fight
0: back. We would be afraid for our lives if somebody broke in in the middle of the night. Like it's dangerous. It's horrible.
1: People who know their marriage is under attack have a plan to fight back for their marriage. I know, Travis, Mm. we have a plan. Right? We absolutely. We call it a map. M-A-P, a a marriage. Action plan that we have in place, we have it filled out. We are ready to go because why? Our marriage is under attack, so we want to make sure that we fight back. Yeah,
0: and I think let me let me explain that yep. just the the map a little bit more. A map tells you where you need to go, yeah, but it also gives you an idea of what it's going to look like when you get there. It tells you the cities or the roads or you know, is there mountains or whatever. And so we wanted a map for our marriage, but our map is a marriage action plan, mm-hmm. and I love the word action. Action is in there. Why? Because that's what it takes to fight back. You've got to be willing to do something. You got to get up and fight and take action.
1: So, what are some things that our marriage action plan um, includes? I know right at the top it's our mission statement. Mm -hmm. We have a mission statement that we have written out for our marriage and something that we live by. We also includes our values. We sat down and wrote out our values. What do we value in life? Because if if you don't write down what you value in life, how are you going to create goals that will make sure that your values stay in priority?
0: What do we care the most about? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, we also there, we have a financial plan in there. That's part of our marriage action plan. But then our faith. Our faith is huge. Our faith is like the biggest part <laughs> of our marriage action plan. It's the
0: number one piece. So important.
1: We want to make sure that we are committing time with the Lord every day with, you know, praying with um, each other, but then also making sure that we are just really growing spiritually. We want to make sure that we're moving forward and not just either, you know, staying idle or, you know, going backwards. Mm -hmm. That marriage action plan, it's full. And I know even it comes down to just, we plan out so many times a week that we're going to go on a date or how many times we're going to be intimate yeah. or just even honestly, just making sure that we're uh, respecting others with our words.
0: Yeah. And I think Don too, just around the corner, we have a week of vacation and we you do, and I are just going to disappear yeah, so somewhere excited. in the United States. And we're, we're just going to go be together mm-hmm. and live life and laugh and make new memories and, why would we do that? Because it's a part of our marriage action yeah. plan. It's a part of how we fight back because we know that our marriage is under attack.
1: Yeah. Again, we're just going to go back to 2 Timothy 4, 7. It says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And tonight, we just wanted to talk to you about fighting the good fight. I have fought the good fight and what does that look like? If you guys, we just want to encourage you right now. What is something that you guys can do as a couple um, to fight for your marriage and to actively protect it? Again, under attack, fight back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I would just say, you know, to give some homework, just write it down. Yeah, write it down. Stop with your spouse begin to talk it through and say, okay, what is our marriage action plan? And we'll we'll spend time on a future podcast, you know, our episode on the marriage action plan. But we would just encourage you right now, just start writing down those things. What it List out eight, 10 things that you can do as a couple to fight back, to fight for your marriage.
1: So realizing that your marriage is under attack and having a plan to do something about it creates space for sustainability, which we were talking about yeah. today. And
0: that's really the whole point of this. Episode is sustainability mm-hmm. is crossing the marriage finish line. Making sure that you're able to do that. And if somebody were to trip you along the way or or kind of stop you and barricade the route, um, you wouldn't be able to cross the finish line. And that's what fighting back is. Yep. It's it's getting up. It's saying you're not going to trip me or I'm going to move these things out of my path so I can get to the finish line and finish the race. And that's
1: what we want for us and for you guys. We want you to finish the marriage race.
0: So, hey guys, we want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. You guys got this. You can do it. See you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. If this podcast encouraged you, then be sure to share it with others that you care about through your Facebook page, Instagram, or other social media channels. Please hit the subscribe button if you have not subscribed. And please click like and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. For more conversations about marriage and what it takes to make sure that you are loving the fight, visit us at lovingthefight.com. See you next time.